the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. Welcome, welcome to the Liberty Hour. I am not Sean Thompson. I am John Anthony, host of Black and Right, heard every Saturday from 1 to 3 right here on these airwaves on AM 56 to The Answer. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to be here. I had a good time yesterday on my show with Black and Right. It was, it was just, we just had a good time with uh, Sheriff uh, James Mendrick from DuPage. He's the sheriff. I mean, he, the dude is like, I mean, amazing, amazing. And um, we did a lot of conversation and talk about um, what's happening in Chicago with all these carjackings. How do we fix it? What are the solutions? Um, George, it was, it was, it was amazing, brother. You know, you do have a good time on that show. I do. More than most. Mo- <laughs> like like Sean? <laughs> no, Sean has a good time, actually, too. Yeah. But no, there's a lot of people who sort of dread having to having to do it. Oh, I don't. It's nice to see somebody have fun with it. I, I, I love having fun. And, and and one of the things, I when I used to watch Sean when he was filling in um, after the name who will not be spoken, um, was, was, you know, he filled in for him. And I used to watch Sean, and he used to just be, ah! And I was like, I like this guy. And so that's when I really, really started tuning into that show. Because I rarely listened to it when, when the other guy was there. But Sean, he, he, I really wanted to hear and listen what he had to say. Because, you know, he came from a different perspective. And he looked at it. He, it you know, I don't want to say he looked outside the box. Because when, Sean, there is no box. <laughs> you triggered, bro. <laughs> What's up, brother? <laughs> what are you doing? Listen, I wanted to call you because, first of all, you can speak that Irish gypsy scumbag's name on my show anytime <laughs> you want. And, you know, I, I, I'm trying to challenge uh, Joe Walsh to a celebrity boxing match. Uh-oh. The only problem is he has to have his brother put up the money, the bust out that he is. So we'll figure it out, and I'll try and work on it. I'll work on it if I can contact his people slash missus so we can work it all out. But I'd love to get my hands on that scumbag. And it brings me to why I called into my own Uh Oh, go ahead. See, you're you you're my friend. Yes. And I like you and you share the same character flaws like my wife and ninety nine point nine percent of most people. You have this tendency to give other people virtue you have. Yes. And 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 on my show, there's a couple of rules. First of all, Uh here we go. The word president and Biden are never in the same (laughs) sentence. 
You can say usurper and chief. You can say dementia-ridden, dim-witted diapers. You can use 50-year political whore, you know, and have your fun with it. Put scumbag where you like it. But uh, never are we acknowledging that this is a legitimate legitimate administration. This is an illegitimate administration. I just call them the occupier in the White House. That's what I call them. Yeah. And as you see, the monolithic media. Yes. And that includes Fox, those morons that they are with the blondes all prancing around. That includes them. As you watch Chris Wallace on Sunday, try to try to demean the idea and and the reality that this election was stolen. So I will not I will not recognize this embarrassment, although he is the perfect face of the Democrat Party. Corrupt, I love it. incompetent, and on the take. And that's perfect for what they are. That's what they all are. Wannabe gangsters, whether they're the, the, the no mafia of Chicago or all the way throughout the country. They're just wretched human beings. So on my show, they're not tolerated. It's like my cigar store. I hear Biden voters keep out. Okay? So when you hear them, hang up on it yeah, I will. and tell them to go away. All right. I can, so, I can, so I can do a Mark Levin? Get out of here, you idiot. I can do that. Absolutely. He's doing me, and he's doing it poorly, I may uh, say. You just tell, you just shut up on him, and you call him a moron. Scumbag what they are. Because here's, here's the thing, John Anthony. Go ahead. They're little demigod tyrants. And, and, and really, it's from the open-toed sandal, 300-pound Oak Park woman, all the way to the transvestite. They're all little demigods. And they all want to take away other people's rights in the name of their own good. Or true. some altruistic altruistic society that doesn't exist yeah. in the meantime you're starting to really see it you know and, and and here's the other thing too john anthony you know you see him in in, in a day lose an immediate eleven thousand jobs but that's not the reality right the ramifications of that action will lose four million jobs but moreover what does it do mm. it takes oil and it puts it on the biggest donors uh, railroad cars, Warren Buffett. That's true. So no, it's not. It has nothing to do with the agenda they tell you. It's always the scams behind the agenda, and this is what it is. It is a mafia, and they are enriching themselves to the tunes of trillions, which is why they hide behind the military-industrial complex so they could pay off their scam artists, uh, uh, producers who, who turn out around and give the contributions. It's why they have the IT department for the Democrat Party is. Silicon Valley, and they walk in lockstep, whether it's the side saddle who runs Apple or that freak with the beard at Twitter or, 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 or his mommy's mad at him, uh, Zuckerberg. They're all the same. They're all the same. So we need to, you know, the line is right here on this show. The yeah. Liberty Hour is we are the special forces in the war against liberty versus tyranny. I love it. So don't give an inch. You got two hours. I got two Hold hours. your ground. Hold your ground. And I just want to tell you, you know, I'm proud of you. Do me right. And uh, you're my dear friend. And don't let anybody intimidate you. I'm, I'm not that far away. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy, so I don't think too many people uh, could, could, could intimidate me because I, I, I do know how to break nice. that. No, that's nice. Nice try, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you're just too nice. No. I, need you to, I need you to remember these people want to take away our freedoms, but it's not even us. We're old. Yeah. What about our kids? How about our grandkids that we didn't meet? Can you imagine what yeah. four years of this scumbag oh, yeah. is going to do to our country? Or in Sean's so, case, you know, I'm going to fight him every lock. I'm going to I'm going to fight him every lock and step it away. So, go ahead, have a good time, enjoy yourself, and uh, say hello to my favorite callers and listeners. Thanks. I will, Sean. He Thanks. says begrudgingly. Thank you so much. That's Sean Thompson, host of this show, The Liberty Hour. Thanks so much for joining us. But wow. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> he had a lot to get off his chest, didn't he? <laughs> well, you know, he's he's got to fit it into 13 minutes as opposed to uh, two uh, hours. So. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, I, you know, he said I'm too nice. See, you know, I get that a lot from a lot of people. Oh, John, you're too nice. No, you haven't seen me angry. And, and I, I feel like the Incredible Hulk. You don't want to see me angry. Do you get larger and greener I get, as I you get, get more angry? I get redder. Oh. And, and, and I tend to lose tunnel vision. What does that color end up to be? Yeah. Well, I, look at me. I'm, I'm high yellow, man. Okay. You know, I'm blackish, remember? So, so you look like a flame. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. No, I probably look worse than that no. when I get really angry. And I, and I, I, see, I, and I think that's what sometimes, sometimes people forget. Dude, I'm from Cabrini Green Housing Projects. I'm from the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, the part of the, that's that side of the story you don't know that much about, John Anthony. But step to me. Try me and see what happens to you because I will break your neck. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 yeah. If yeah, you, that's you uh, that's that's one of the things. Like uh, people see me and they think instantly teddy bear. You know, this guy's obviously a a kind, gentle. No, they they look at me and they and they go, oh, geez, yeah. You know what uh, what asylum did this guy roll out of? But um, you know, that's that's we have to counter these things, we right? Do. Sean doesn't do that. No. Sean doesn't counter. You look at Sean and you go, oh, he looks like he just came out of an Arthur Conan Doyle novel. And then you go, oh, well, no, actually, he's, he's really loud and he's yeah. always loud. And there's never, any, there's never any compensation for that. That's one reason to love Sean. Um, it's another reason to like a break from Sean. Yeah, and, so, and, and he, goes welcome, from, he goes from zero to 100 in, 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 what, a tenth of a second? Well, but it's like your credit report, right? Yeah. Negative information affects it hugely yeah. very quickly, and then yeah. to build it back, it's a slow, it's a slow-paced out thing. So he'll go to 100, yeah. and then you reel him back to 90, yeah. you get him back to 85, he pops back up to 90, <laughs> you get him back to 80, you know. But we need people like that who, who, who are fighters like that. And, 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 this is, and here's, here's the deal, George. We have everybody that's in this fight have specific um, reasons why they're in the fight and specific uh, powers, I'll say, of how they engage in the fight. Correct. You know, I may be the wordsmith. Sean may be the guy with the words and, and the, you know, the fist. Um, but I think every we, we have to know our place when, where we're at in this fight. And I think that's what's been happening specifically in the Republican Party. Well, Nobody I, knows their place. Yeah, we got to know, you know, our place relative to our actual convictions Correct. and ideals, right? Because. Correct. Um, a lot of, you know, quote unquote, Republican ideals over the last, I don't know, eight to 10 years have not been, you are, know, are we done already with this segment? That, no, that went uh, yeah, we got about a minute left. Oh, I, I see six seconds countdown on the clock. Come no, on, that's man. Incorrect. That, that kind of scared me there. I'm like, wait a minute. You said, I got it was, you. you said it was the same format as my show, which is black and white heard every Saturday, one to three p.m. Shameless plug. Shameless. <laughs> but, but, but George, what, what I want to be able to do with the show today, I, I do want to show, I, I want to show how we fight back. And I also want to show the maybe, hypocrisy. Maybe also how we don't fight back, right, too. Right, right. The, yeah. the, the areas that we don't fight where, you know, sometimes we, you don't need to hit, you use a fist. You use your words. And sometimes just by addressing something, you're validating it. That's right. Whereas a lot of the crazy stuff does get validated on its yeah. own, but yeah. even more of the crazy stuff could just be ignored. Yeah. George Bush was, was good at that. Hey, you listening to Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. I'm his fill-in today, John Anthony, host of the radio show Black and Right, heard every Saturday from 1 to 3. We'll be back with more on the Liberty Hour with myself and George Hoff Daddy. You know this being a homeboy yourself. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM 560, The Answer. Everybody knows that. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. I am not Sean Thompson. I'm not as good looking. I don't have as much money. And I don't, you know, own the cigar shop that's um, 
that's not accepted any Biden voters. Uh, I'm just John Anthony, host of Black and Right. Um, if you if you missed the first segment, please download the podcast or listen to this. Sean, Sean had a Sean, very yeah, a just sort of tripped off there. <laughs> yeah, I think he set the stage. I would say for uh, what the show, what he probably wants the show to look like. I, I don't know if I can get that high, you know, and, and angry. Just yet. He, he might be right in some regards. I might be a little bit too nice when it comes to that. Um, but, you know, we can fight another way. Right, George? That's well, you how have I feel. to. You I, have to. <laughs> but, but, George, I, I don't know if you heard. Did you listen to Eugene Robinson? They call him Gene Robinson. He's a writer for the Washington Post. I heard the clip you played yesterday on yeah. your show. Um, I, I, the reason I, when, I, when, I play, when I listened to it on my show, I said to myself, did this guy really just utter the words did those words just come out of his mouth? Imagine, now, now, what I didn't talk about on my show, imagine if that was a white conservative reporter who said that about Barack Obama supporters. What, what do you think the outrage would be if, if that was a white conservative person speaking about Trump supporters, who, I mean, um, Obama supporters, who were predominantly black. What'd well, you, you wouldn't have had a chance for outrage because the company that he worked for would have fired him and apologized before he could have canceled his Twitter. Now, I, I, I want to play. I want, George, I want, I want you to play. I want to play this again. I want, I want to get your uh, opinion about this clip. There are millions of Americans, um, uh, almost all white, almost all Republicans, who somehow need to be deprogrammed there. It, it, it's as if they don't, they, they, they are members of a cult, the Trumpist cult, uh, and, and who have to be deprogrammed. Do you have any idea how we, <laughs> how we start that process, much less complete it? Um, um, I'm going to call you Macbeth. Imagine deprogramming Trump supporters. Well, does that surprise you? It I mean, doesn't it can't surprise, surprise me. You. It doesn't. You know, I, the attempt. The me. attempt is going to be made, regardless of what the like. Okay, when um, George Bush, George W. Bush was president, uh, remember how he was Hitler and he was evil and yeah. he was a baby killer and everything. And now he's like a, a kindly old man that they yeah. like because he didn't like Trump. And oh yeah, he yeah. paints pretty pictures of yeah. you know for you know veterans and that. The, it's the same thing. The same vitriol they had for Bush was just transferred to yeah. Trump. It didn't matter who it was. Yeah. It didn't matter what the storyline was, and now it still doesn't. It doesn't matter what the narrative. Now, by storming the Capitol building, yeah. a, a, a thousand idiots gave the narrative away. Yeah, completely gave the overnight. narrative away o- overnight, uh, within seconds, within seconds. Yeah. Um, totally um, removed any sort of moral superiority the right might have been able to muster yeah. post that election. And so, I don't know. We're at a point now where we're we're just going to have to rely on principle. Yeah. And I'm afraid that too many people have forgotten what that is. Yeah, and, but but so. I, when I look at everything that we basically gave away overnight, right? Oh yeah. And I, but I look at all of these Republicans, right? I won't say the person's name here that resides here in Illinois, um, because there's I got some friends over there right now that. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be censured soon, up in Rock, Rockford. Yeah. There, there's a censure coming. Yep. But why do have have Republicans caught on yet? No. John McCain, when he before he ran for president, he was the media's darling. What happened when he ran for president? He became the scumbag racist, right? Well, that's most evident by the, ironically, the most honest bit of political television I've ever seen in my life, which yeah. is Joe Biden. Yeah. And he was on, uh, I think it was Tim Russert. Yes. And he's he, on the show, and he's on there a week before talking about how 
couldn't this country could not do any better than John McCain. Right. They, you know, John McCain might be one of the finest presidents we've ever had. There's no better man. There's no better. I mean, he could not praise McCain enough. Two yeah. weeks later, he's you know he's picked yeah. for vice president. And he's on there. Talking. John McCain's policy yeah. suggestions are dangerous, yeah. and he's. He's, he's, you know, he doesn't make great decisions, and I've been a friend of his for a long time, and I know his weaknesses and all yeah. this other. And they go, well, well, you were praising him a week ago. What, what was the difference? And he just smiled. And he goes, well, I'm running for vice president now. Yeah. As if that's supposed to make everything okay. But oh, it, that's why you're being uh, completely disingenuous. Right. Okay, right. you get a pass for that. Then, Mitt Romney. Mr. Everybody loved him. He was the Massachusetts governor. I'm not know. a fan of Mitt Romney, but it's pretty much impossible to imagine what scandal you'd cook up. <laughs> About a guy that freaking boring. No, remember he ate dogs. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's right. <laughs> he ate dogs. That's and, right. He was know, a, a cane on sore, and he was a racist, uh, a closet um, racist too. The, there's a lot of magic underwear yeah. comments thrown around, yeah. you know, because we have tolerance for everybody until it's somebody of the political yeah. opposite. But he runs for president. What happens? Well, he's a he's a bad guy, honestly. Oh, Evil. Oh, oh. Trump. Those Olympics never happen. Yeah, never happen. <laughs> right. Trump runs for pre- before running for president. Rap videos. Ooh, everybody wanted to. Whoa, whoa, NBC's Barack baby. Obama. Darling. Yep. Everybody wants to be Donald Trump. Yep. Oh, runs for president. What is what? He becomes the, the, the face of racism, the face of the right supremacist. Yeah, and, right. And he, how many times did he have to denounce these white supremacists before they, anybody believed that he actually denounced them? Well, how many times he had to is an open question because he did not reach the critical point of enough. <laughs> Um, so there's really, there's really no way to put a number on that. Sort of like, uh, I think I said this last week too. So the risk of being redundant, it's like asking an admiral, how deep your submarines yeah, go? Yeah. Well, you can either find out or you can say, okay, well, this is how far I trust them. Right. And that's, that's kind of the same thing. You you get, I don't know, you, you get a lot of people who, um, they're not even self-aware enough to realize that they're being disingenuous <laughs> or hypocritical. True. They have not thought it through enough yeah. and no one taught them empathy or you know even even just the basics of communication like considering your audience and trying to understand how your words would be perceived yep. none of this has ever been even attempted to, to yep. be taught to people under i don't know 25 i agree so but i'm going somewhere with this okay he ran for president he became the racist in chief right but but what he did that mccain and 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 romney did trump didn't stop pushing back and fighting back against them. He didn't mean he didn't want to become the media darling. He could have easily been. Now, 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 Trump knows all these people. He could have easily become the media darling that they wanted to be because Trump could have could have he could have um, uh, governed from the center. He could have, but he did not, George. And what and, and they knew he wouldn't do it. And that's when they started. They opened up the can of, you know, what up on him. And then he became everything that wasn't. But what I and, and I would hope the Republican Party is pay, paid attention for the last five years or six years that Donald Trump got involved into the Republican Party politics because he showed us a different playbook. And if they continue to want to they continue to want to follow that old man, white country club Republican playbook. The Republican Party is dead for decades. What say you, George? Well, I, I think you no matter you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Um, and especially about just, just following the same old people, because here's the thing, you know, like him or hate him, the, there's one true fact you have to agree with, which is Donald Trump didn't follow the, the, you know, the template set. Yeah. Right. And it was almost pathological, right? If there was something, even if it made sense and it was benign, he was going to do it a different way yeah. so that he said he could do it, the, right. so that he could say that he did it a different way. Right. So you, you've got enough people of the opposite side who are obviously 
taking big ideological losses in 2016. Um, you know, Trump hit the ground running and, and put through a lot of regulatory things and stuff people don't talk about. I'm not a fan of his trade policy, but, that you know, that was sort of a Democratic ideal yeah. for years, so they didn't really care about that. But when it comes down to it, there were enough people aggravated just about how he operated on yeah. both sides of the aisle Yeah, that, you know, it was almost probably written in stone for him in his first year. Yeah, But he it, exposed them all, though. Yes, but we have such a short memory yeah. that unless we continue to expose people, yeah. um, unless every time somebody tweets, you know, something supporting a certain cause, unless somebody's actually aware enough to go back through their things and say, hey, you know, that's yeah. not how you felt about this. How about you explain yourself? Yeah. Disingenuous. And that's what I do uh, on Black speech and Speech is, is, is become maybe the greatest threat to our democracy. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a strange yeah. thing to say. Yeah. And, and it's then, not nuclear weapons. No. It's not, it's not militarized police forces. Yeah. It's not, that's an issue, but it's not what's, what's a, you know, it's not what's affecting you. Right. What's affecting you is the lack of your own will to fight to, to keep your constitutional rights. Yeah. So don't complain to me when you're gone. But we have to stop placating and wanting to feel good and be liked. Oh, we also have to stop just believing people blindly because of the letter after their name. True that. I mean, it's time to hold everybody accountable. um, And it starts with everybody, you know, oneself. Right. So if if you were screaming all about how you love, you know, isolationist trade policy, then you better keep supporting it (laughs) with the new guy. Right. Yeah. I hope that's not happening. Come on. I mean, oh, they haven't they haven't reversed that. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't fight him on it when he was doing it. I think it's going to come. We'll see. I, I, because because I think when you look at what's behind Joe Biden. Oh, sorry. What? What? Up, 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 the occupier in the White House. <laughs> You're going to have to speak to his people. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> when you see who's the occupier, that's when it's going to be something. Hey, you tuned into the Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Uh, I'm filling in. My name is John Anthony. I'm the host of Black and Right Heard every Saturday from 1 to 3. Uh, I got my buddy, Hoff Daddy, Mr. Macbeth. We got, you know what, we're going to be talking with Anthony Russo from Be The Change coming up next. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. I'm your host, John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson, who's on some undis- in, at some undisclosed location. Adventures in real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Probably with a cigar in his hand, talking about how stupid Illinois politicians are, <laughs> how crazy communism and Marxism and I don't think about ten percent of Florida and Arizona and Texas are just people from Illinois at this point. He might be preaching to the choir <laughs> down there. Oh, but, but I uh, oh dude, I was recently in Florida. Oh, it was so great to be in eighty some eighty eight degree weather in December. Yeah, you know the only problem with Florida is, is the Floridians. They're the people are from Florida that, yeah. Well, they say the same about us as tourists, though. Well, it's fine. I choose not to go there as a tourist. I mean, uh, it, look, it, there's there's different Floridas. There's like six different Floridas. Yeah, well, so probably if more. Up, if you're up by Tampa, yeah. Northwest, you wouldn't tell it from, I mean, other than the weather and the beach, you might not tell it from any other town yeah. anywhere. You're down where, you know, Sean sells, Naples, Marrow Island. Yeah. Something. Oh, the rich folks. There, you get nicer places, more glady. If yeah. you will, yeah. You get down to Miami; it's like a totally Party different town. country, yeah. yeah. And then up the East Coast, I mean, there's there's three different. You know, you go from the backwoods of uh, 
of Swampsville to uh, you know the Space oh. Coast. I mean, there's everything you could. Yeah, every every uh, part of the spectrum of humanity down there. You know, the last segment we were talking about. You know, the, the, the riots that that occurred on January sixth. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a lot of friends there. I had a lot of friends who were going live, and one of the reasons why my black and white Facebook page has been you know, getting so many dings is because I shared a lot of the, either the pictures or the, the live videos. Right. You were just literally sharing things just that sharing. popped up on yeah. without comment, even yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. And so they got mad because I Facebook guess. Facebook said it was dis- <laughs> your, your zero words were disinformation, right. my friend. No words, just, just their words live at the Capitol, uh, giving their perspective of what was going on right before but them. But doesn't that kind of fit everything else right? It's yeah. not good enough for you to not encourage something bad yeah you have to encourage something that somebody deems good in order to make up for the fact that you have what and it has to be a regressive view of what's good not just anything that they deem good it has to be i I, call, I don't call progressives progressive they're regressives because they're taking yeah, us teddy back. roosevelt was a progressive yeah, yeah. progressives yeah. today are, are just communists yeah basically that's yeah. basically what they were but I, so with that with that being said i wanted to call my friend anthony russo who's part of be the change uh, he's somebody that's been with Cashley Kelly, you know, a friend of my show, Black and Rice show, um, and and get a, a real perspective of what actually happened at the Capitol. Anthony Russo, founder of Be the Change, Streetlight Unity Movement, friend of Cash. Uh, shout out to Cashley Kelly and Erica and all the kids. Uh, uh, one of the things I know, uh, Anthony, you have really been there for uh, Cash and and Erica and the kids. Uh, so props to you, my brother. Hey, what's going on, John? How you doing? I'm doing well. So, so Anthony, talk to me. Yeah. What happened <laughs> at the Capitol? <laughs> uh, I can tell you what happened at the Capitol was nothing that you saw. <laughs> nothing that was played on television. It's kind of one of those ones where if you play, if you play the worst element of something that had a million people at it over and over again, and yeah. you use the verbiage that people are going to use in the media of like, oh my goodness, look what's going on here, this, that, and this, this, and this riot and all these different things. That's not what happened. Yeah. And, and the only way that I can encourage people to look at it where you do not call it an insurrection, do not call it a riot, is everything that went on all through the summer, it is in the, in the name of the First Amendment, there was $3 billion plus worth of damage done. Yeah. You had a million people that they're call, calling a riot. There are a million people there. And there was about twenty twenty five thousand dollars worth of damage, where they literally have to double zoom in on a broken mirror inside of Nancy Pelosi's office to show, oh my God, look yeah. at all the damage. And and, and you know, and so yeah, Anthony, when, when I, that's because that's that's what the media is showing you. They only show you what they want people. You know, oh God, they attack an insurrection, a coup. Do have they seen what an insurrection or a coup looks like? And right. you call that an insurrection or a coup? coup they literally time? keep showing. They show pictures of that that one guy in like the military gear with with the zip ties with his fifty year old mother. Yeah, like that's yeah. not <laughs> this is not an. This, I don't know how to tell you guys. I don't know how to tell people watching or listening. That's not an insurrection. That's right. not the definition of an insurrection. And it was also people are letting people in. It's just uh, th- th- it and that's me, Anthony. That's where I want to go. Yeah, because. People didn't just, you know, what you saw in the media, what they kept playing over and over and over, they were looping this, looping this, showing people running roughshod over the offices through this little gate system, right? Um, right. Is, is that what actually happened? Um, now, when I see the video, yes, in some parts. But the areas that people went through were wide open. 
Yeah. Literally, I mean, I, I, I walked up uh, on one side of the building and I did not go in, but I walked up and it was literally like, it was, it would have been no different than a very busy day of people getting to see the Capitol going through the tourist means. Yeah. There were, the doors were wide open. People were going in and out. And to be honest, I considered my girlfriend and I were like, do we go in? Everybody else is. There's about 10,000 people. It's yeah. like, go in for a photo op. Again, I don't like being in danger. That's not right. my thing. <laughs> so that we never felt once in danger. Even there was points where we got flashbangs in our, in our face. That's yeah. when we were in the legal. That was when we were in the very beginning part of the, I guess, Alex Jones set up the, the yeah. you know, paid a lot of money for the thing. That's the only time we felt in danger. And we left that area. We actually have video, live video where Cash was telling me, he's like, hey, brother, it's fine. Let's, let's get out of here right now. Let's get the, let's get the kids out of here. There's some kids around us. Let's get some women out of here, et cetera. And honest to God, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a tourist event that's now being, to me, looking like a setup in order to make it look like we were directionist writers. And it's, it's horrific. It's, hey information anthony hold the line we i want to continue this discussion when we come back from the break uh because i, I want to there's a cl audio clip i want to play so when, that, when we come back from the break anthony russo from be the change you're listening to the liberty hour with sean thompson i'm john anthony we'll be right back you're listening to the liberty hour with sean thompson get on the line with sean by calling 312-642-5600 Hey, I like this music. Oh, hey, I feel like I'm in those backwoods, George. <laughs> Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. I'm this isn't like CCR or something. <laughs> what are, what's up? Stuck what? in the middle. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, so that's what? Tampa Tampa area there? <laughs> Might be, actually. Back to Tampa. Uh, Sean Thompson is not in studio. No. And and he had now a that's lot a common occurrence. Sean Thompson is Tom. Uh, yeah. Sean Thompson <laughs> tongue is, tied yeah a little bit too fat for words. Uh, Sean Thompson is commonly not in the studio. Oh, look but at him. quite often he he will find a way to make an appearance on his show to grace us with yeah. his presence at least audio and also to set the ground rules and you know don't create don't mess up. <laughs> we and, and you know we break down a little bit of a wall. This was kind of a last minute thing. Yeah. Yesterday. I mean, we were talking yesterday. like Friday afternoon, yeah. yeah, about maybe maybe getting this going, and and we and didn't find to out to what yesterday at around yeah, you were mid afternoon just just before your show, I think yeah. yesterday. Yeah. So I think I'm um, doing a good job. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm uh -oh. glad you didn't like not show up. <laughs> that would have been an awkward evening for me because I vouched for you. Um, no, <laughs> it's yeah. just I felt I felt like there was a vouching going on because, but it's good though because you know you're you're on Saturday afternoons with yeah. your show, just yeah. black and white. Yeah, and then you know if you if you can actually get some of the crazy people who listen to our show, yeah. who identify with Sean and I, yeah, that's true. Um, to get into maybe maybe you can you can get a little more uh, a little more uh, psychosis that's going right. with your show. Well, the white the white ice we cube. value it here. The white ice cube is what I oh, named them at the uh, Freedom Summit. <laughs> you anyway. know, but before the break, we were talking with um, the founder of Be the Change, Anthony Russo. Um, Anthony, welcome back to I was going to say Black and Right. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. Um, What's I, going on? I want to play. I want to play this audio, and I want to get your your reaction to it. Okay. Um, now this Sounds is good. this is something that happened at the Capitol, and as a former cop, man, it broke my heart when I heard this. Why are you letting this happen? Why haven't you called for backup? Where is your backup? This is our damn Capitol building, and y'all are letting it get destroyed on your watch. <laughs> Call for backup. Get some help down here. And if they don't want to get in the f***ing back up, they obviously don't give a f*** about you. These people want blood. 
And that's a Trump supporter yeah. yelling at Capitol that's Police a, yes. who are literally standing there yes. in riot gear watching people calmly enter the calmly Capitol enter. building with flags. And, yes. Yeah. So, Anthony, what, what's, were you around that? that did you see Capitol Police and, and anybody else, uh, maybe Washington, D.C. cops, just standing and not doing anything? Um, no, okay. so not, not really. So what I saw in the very beginning, we, when we were out watching, we we're part of the, part of the quote unquote peaceful protest, which was a bunch of people chanting USA, USA. There was, uh, you know, there was a couple people, honestly, the, the bulk of it was a patriotic cheers. And that's where we saw police. There was uh, police that came and honestly, the, 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 the tone changed when on, and what I'm assuming is on the other side of the building is when things got a little bit rougher uh-huh. and they started to then flashbang our side, which was completely peaceful before the flashbangs on our side. So they started flashbang our side and then shooting the, the, the rubber pellets or, or the uh, balls and then also the tear gas. Again, nothing was, and it still remained peaceful on our side. So I think some stuff went on on the other side that caused that, but the Capitol Police was outnumbered, but they had enough stuff to keep people back. Yeah. Now, when I was looking around the rest of the building, um, there was a few Capitol Police that were just kind of standing around at that point. So, yeah. like, in terms of the initial group where there was, you know, the full barricade set up and before they opened them all up, they were there was a limited amount and they were keeping people back. Um, and they, they, were, they weren't keeping people back. They were just monitoring a very peaceful crowd of one million people. Wow. Um, but, again, I can't speak for exactly what happened on the other side. I saw some of the videos, and it did look like that other side got a little bit rougher. What yeah. I did like seeing was people protecting the police officers. Unfortunately, the one police officer, right. and it's horrible that he lost his life. But if you look at it, there was there scenes of people breaking glass, and then there was people saying, "Stop doing that! That's not what we're here for." Yeah. Um, so and, and, again, and, and, and that's and that's where it gets me to the to, to the golden question. Yeah. Were this were these just Trump supporters out in that crowd, or did you see some very suspect people who could have been alleged to be part of Antifa or BLM? Okay. So. Yes. Uh, My initial response to my initial video, Cash and I were like, we, and again, it's a lot to take in in one day. Cash and I talked about it that night. And I personally was like, most people that I saw were Trump supporters. In retrospect, as I'm watching the videos, I'm like, oh, I did see a couple guys in gas masks. Like, Would Trump supporters prepare for an event with gas masks? It it doesn't fit. It's not the right group. And they were also, out of everybody, the ones that in retrospect, again, weren't smiling, yeah. weren't chanting USA. They were just, they looked like they were there for trouble. It's in the moment. And in that day, before I realized that this whole event was going to blow up, I did not think that there was really anybody that I could think of that were out of place. Well, Sullivan was in there. In retrospect, it was. Sullivan. Yeah, they, they, they were there. But were both of the brothers there? Uh, I believe it's the John. I, I've actually been talking to James a little bit yeah. um, because James is trying to make sure. He, I mean, he's throwing his brother under the bus, but he, he wants to save his family. Well, he wants to save his family's face. He goes, "I was a patriot," and him and I were just on the side of like we were on the side of kind of non-government and like seeing what was going on. But he goes, "My brother, my brother got radicalized. He went off the deep end." And yeah, definitely John was there. Um, I don't know if James is there, but I, I know that he's trying to cut ties with them. But yes, in retrospect, there's 100 percent fishy suspect people even the videos that i kind of watched on my on my own yeah i was like uh they, they're like my lives had some people that i was like i didn't think anything of it at the time but what trump supporters wearing full face gear and a full mask yeah none of them but 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 anthony i mean and and think about this think about this let's take a step back because i know you're, you're a very reasonable person 
they took everything that happened there. While Trump was still speaking, these people were already walking towards the Capitol. And now they right. t- they've taken all that and now they want to impeach the former president. Impeached the former. I didn't, I didn't say he was the current. Former president of the United States of America. Impeachment is a political tool. What, what are your thoughts? You got any thoughts about that? Well, they're trying to do it to make sure he can't run again. His popularity has transcended a political party. And it's also his, his hate and division has transcended a political party as well. So the way you look at it is they're trying to, they're trying to start issues and they're trying to, um, at the same time, end, end the opportunity for his followers to have that option. Um, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's every, every, everything that's coming out of the new, uh, uh, the new administration's mouth is about yeah. unity and there's nothing about that that's yeah. unifying. You're literally saying, here's your guy. We can't stand him. So let's unify. Like, and that's, there's, there's literally nothing that makes sense. And that's it. what be the change in streetlight unity movie. Uh, with the last 40 seconds we got left, let's t- talk about be the change in um, the streetlights unity movement and where can people Absolutely. find it? So, yeah, uh, so you can find it at uh, hashtag be the change, H-A-S-H, like spelled out, hashtag be the change.com. The whole concept of it is really not about politics, even though we've started talking about politics more and more because it helps bring people together. But the idea is we all have the power to be the change. We need to stop thinking that awareness is the only thing when action is possible. You can actually, if you have an issue with inner city communities, go volunteer your time, go do something. Streetlight Unity Movement, the same. It's Cash's, Cash's mission that we'll continue um, whenever he gets out of jail, <laughs> whatever, yeah. however that goes. Let's hope that's and the soon. whole concept is, yeah, let's hope it is soon. It's making the community better and realizing that people have the power. It's not about politics. Your president means 1% of your daily life. 99% of it is how you treat people and how kind you are to people. And we realize that you can be the change you are seeing in the world. Anthony Russo, thanks so much for, for joining the Liberty Hour. You are a patriot, brother. And uh, let's talk soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, John. All Appreciate right. you. You're listening to the Liberty Hour. I'm your host today, John Anthony. Sean is out. We'll be right back. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. He's out somewhere with a cigar. It's, it's raining in Florida right now. Yeah, so. I've got some bad news. He texted me. He said he might have to put the, the top up on his car. <laughs> we should all feel so very, very yeah, sorry for we, Sean. Come on. No, I'm not. What, uh, what's the winter advisory that we're under now? It goes until, <laughs> I think, uh, what, 48 hours from now? Are we going negative? Uh, Tuesday and, you know. Negative? Uh, I, I go negative every day. Oh, wait, you're talking about <laughs> the temperatures. Weather, the temperature, brother. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't really know. But, you know, uh, I know it's supposed to be a mess for the next few days, which is fine. Yeah, I, I believe it or not. I'm one of the rare people who actually remembers how to drive in snow from yeah. April till November. <laughs> hey, congratulations to the goat. How Tom Brady. It? Tom Speaking Brady. Of, we got a very Tampa centric. Yeah. Unintentionally Tampa centric show. here. Yeah. Congrats to the. He is the goat. Man. I saw a great um, meme on social media the other day. It said the uh, number of appearances. Uh, or a number of years in the NFC since 1997, and it was Tom Brady won the Dallas Cowboys, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, 24 or 23, yeah, and yeah. a number of number of NFC titles, uh, um, you know, <laughs> since 1997, Tom Brady won the yeah. Dallas Cowboys zero. So well, I mean, he's if, what, is he the first person to do it in both leagues like this? Take um, hmm, that's a good question. I wonder. Come on, if you, I mean, anybody that's listening, give us a call, 312-642-5600. I want to say maybe Trent Dilfer? Oh, Buffalo and 
Uh, it would have been Tampa and and, um, and um, Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, we'll see. May I don't know if they went to the dance that year though. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. And I'm too Google. I'm, I'm too yeah, lazy to too Google. Too lazy. It. Okay, that's it's fine. the end of the it's hour. Late. We're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I'm gonna tell you this: mm. you can't convince me the Democrats wouldn't be willing to do anything to take back power. And I think they did it with this election. I don't care what anybody says; they stole this election. I think a lot of that capital thing. I think those were stand down orders. When I was a cop, I wasn't trained for that to stand down and let people destroy stuff. You know, when I saw it, it, it sickened me. Not to the cops because they they're doing what they're told to do. Right. I was pissed. Hey, we, that, hey, that's the first hour of the Liberty Liberty Hour. I feel, that was great. That went by fast. You know? Hey, coming up, we're going to be talking with M. Woodhouse. Go to E. Woodhouse on Twitter. She's been a thorn in the side of J.B. Pritzker. Oh, it's going to be great. We'll be right back. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. Welcome to the Liberty Hour. I'm not Sean Thompson. Sean Thompson is in some undisclosed location, maybe with a cigar in his hand and with, with his roof up. <laughs> On his car. <laughs> I'm John Anthony. I'm the host of Black and Right. Heard every Saturday from 1 to 3 right here on these airways. Um, I'm enjoying myself, George. I really am. I, you know, I like this nighttime radio. This is, I'm loving it. There's something to be said for it. Yeah. You know, um, before we, we get to our, our next guest, I'm going to take this. Let's go to the lines. Teresa from the North Side. Welcome to the Liberty Hour. Hi, John. Thank you. I enjoy your show on Saturdays. I really do. It's great. Thank I love you. listening to it. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Um, I just had to say, too, just going to throw this in here. I'm glad the Bucks won over the Packers because I'm a Bears fan. So there you go. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you know, in my opinion, um, the Democrat Party are anti-Semites. Yeah. And what I can't figure out is why so many Jews, not all, not all, but so many vote Democratic. Yeah. I don't understand why that is. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I, I you know, I, I, I have no clue why. Um, when you think of, of, of what the faith represents and stuff like that, I, I just don't, I don't get it either. Uh, there's some good people yeah. that, oh, but you know, even the Democrats are good people uh, on the Jewish side, but I, I don't get right. it. I don't. I really don't. Um, that's a good yeah. question. I think that's that's a question that maybe Sean, Sean, you Sean think there's a lot that. of social construct guilt there, right? People don't want to be associated with what they, you know, maybe they interpret Israel's actions as uh, overly uh, aggressive or something, and they want to distance themselves from it. It seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of mix of the religious and the societal or the cultural with with Judaism that yeah. doesn't really necessarily well, translate into other places. I'm talking religions. to Israeli Jews and their, their, their viewpoints are much different Very. than American Jews. Very, you know, for so. the, yeah, generalizing, but yes. Yeah. 
So, um, Teresa, thanks so much for calling. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, no problem. So, you know, George, are we in a we we in the one year anniversary of when basically we shut down for COVID? Correct. Uh, yeah, I think that was around the end of the first or beginning or end of the second week of March. Yeah. Oh. Somewhere around St. Patrick's Day, Somewhere I think, around, was okay. the okay. shocker when everybody was like, what, the bars aren't open on St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. It takes that for people to But the conversation started in January about COVID. And, yeah. I yeah. had something, you know, when I get sick, I get sick for like 12 to 24 hours and I sweat for 10 minutes and then I'm fine. I take a shower. I'm good. Like I have the weird like yeah. European mutt DNA that's seen all the different plagues yeah. over the last 800 years. <laughs> But something last year knocked me down. It was the first week of January. Knocked me down for eight days. Yeah. In bed, sick as a dog. I never, that never happens to me. And then all of a sudden this started coming up. So I got the antibody test around the yeah. beginning of April when they first started doing negative. Got it again, negative. So if I did have it, it, it you know, didn't remain in my system. You know, the antibodies yeah. didn't remain. But. I know a lot of people who were sick. I was too. Very sick. We you know we talked about it yeah, a few weeks my whole ago. Um, very sick toward the beginning of you know right after Christmas last year, which is exactly when you would expect to see yeah. <laughs> you know the spike of, of communicable diseases. So yeah. you wonder you know what strain was that? Did it mutate again? Now they're talking about more mutations. Yeah. Supposedly the vaccines are effective against them, but they might mutate again. It's like, oh man, if we had only been working on herd immunity a year ago. Oh, uh, maybe we'd if be we done had, with this. If we had just allowed people to attempt to feed their families, yeah, maybe but, but, we would have avoided this. But if you've been on Twitter, I don't know if you're a Twitter guy or not. Are you I Twitter? I am not a twit. If you've been on Twitter, the one account to follow is I'm telling you, and you you will not be disappointed if you follow E Woodhouse Seven. She goes by the name of Emma Woodhouse on Twitter. Okay, she has been a thorn. In the side of J.B. Pritzker and Lori Lightfoot. Good. When, I mean, when I, I'm talking about data, I'm talking about questions, uh, um, um, want demanding answers. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Was she following the science? Yeah. Because sometimes following the science is necessary, yeah. and sometimes following the science makes you somehow like a bigot or something. Well, I'm not really sure how it works yet. I'm let's still ask to her. Out. Uh, Emma Woodhouse, welcome to the Liberty Hour. Hi, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. Hey. Thanks so much for also allowing me to um, MC the Rescue Illinois event. I thought that was a great event. Attended pretty well. It was a very cold day. Uh, Chicago was shut down, so I wanted to thank you for that. Oh yeah, thank you for for coming. Yeah, we had a few hundred people that day at, that day in Daly Center Plaza, and uh, yeah, there was a really really good good vibe. So yeah, thanks. So let's talk about this tweet. This last tweet that you got in a lot of traction on it. Could you, I mean, I think almost every last one of your tweets gets some some type of traction because. Uh, people are tired. They're fed up. They're fed up with this these draconian lockdowns. And then we're, we're being told by, you know, it, it, I'll just play this, play this real quick, quick, quickly. If we fail to act, there will be a wave of evictions and foreclosures in the coming months as this pandemic rages on. Because there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months. Are you kidding me, Em? Are you kidding me, Em? <laughs> what, what are your thoughts about that comment? I mean, does he realize that there have been ways of evictions and, I mean, of people losing everything, losing their businesses, losing their livelihoods? Has he forgotten? Or no, no, he probably doesn't remember because he was in his basement. But go ahead, Em. Well, I mean, in a, in a manner of speaking, I sort of agree with Joe, Joe Biden. I mean, we 
there there isn't um, a lot beyond the development of a, an effective vaccine and, and treatments that we can do to stop a virus. You right. both remember that oh, yeah. uh, we were told it's going to be two weeks yeah. to slow the spread. Nobody said stop in the beginning. We said slow the spread. Yes. And then, you know, two weeks in Illinois has turned into, um, I think J.B. Pritzker just issued a couple weeks ago, his 11th 30-day emergency order. Um, and so we've been without uh, legislators um, kind of governing this this pandemic crisis response um, for, for many, many months now. And so that the time, we are long past time to open up and people can stay in their houses for as long as they want to. They can wrap themselves in plastic. They don't have to go to a restaurant. That's, that's fine. But um, the, the rest of us who are willing to take the risk or who have been sick all, already and just want to move on or for whom the, the risks are very very low. Um, And I would remind you that, you know, over 99.8% of people survive COVID. Um, We we just need to be able to, to, to move, move on um, and, and work and get on with our lives for sure. How critical is uh, education in this, right? Not only getting kids back in school, you know, and doing so safely, but also teaching what seemingly are adults who should have already passed high school biology High school level biology. Uh, uh, this is how viruses actually work because it seems like a lot. Like even politicians don't know um, know how yeah, these things isn't, work. Isn't that amazing? It, it's like we've just forgotten how we've operated for you know hundreds and thousands of years, and that sometime in the past, I had, you have, John has probably passed the flu virus to somebody yeah. who yes. passed it to somebody who then died from it, and never before have we assumed or taken or told people that they have to take personal, moral, or ethical responsibility for unwittingly transmitting viruses. So this yeah. is completely unprecedented. And what I've found on, on Twitter, at least, I have a modest following now, 8,000 plus followers. Oh, just modest. I have one focus with, with COVID, but I just find that people, um, people need to look at the, the data, stop listening to the news, and start yeah. reading the, the actual data, the city of Chicago has fantastic data. It's completely transparent. It's far better than the state of Illinois. All of it wow, is now that's... But, but people ignore it. The media ignores it. And so that's one reason I got on Twitter back, I think it was in May or April. I just wasn't finding answers in the mainstream media. And I'm like, I, I got to get on and find out what's going on. And just getting to that that data and seeing it for yourself, I think, is really a critical part of educating people. Do you think the city of Chicago's difference between their, you know, the efficacy of their data versus the state of Illinois is that down to just local people being more accountable or, or being able to be more accountable, or is that uh, down to a systemic difference? You think? You know, I'm, I'm not sure. I, you know, a lot of people are critical of our public health officials in Illinois, and I'm I'm, I'm certainly been very very critical, but. Allison Arwadi is actually a really smart person, and I feel like she's blinking twice, like for mm. help, <laughs> yeah. a lot. Like, hey, everyone, look at the data. Look at these data reports that that we do. Um, I think the city has spent. I can't remember the name of their system that they use. I think they spent a lot of money on their on their dashboard and on just putting everything out there. Um, and um, yeah, just have invested a lot in it. That the, the state level has has not i i don't know i i don't know exactly why that is but you can't even download the data into an excel spreadsheet directly from yeah. idph's website and so, it's abysmal so, so, compared to other other states but um if people in chicago at least would go to the city's data website <laughs> and look at the data i think they would be surprised 
Emma, Emma, what's what's with the, the latest tweet you had about um, deaths at home in 2020? Um, something about 15 to 44 year olds. Yeah, you know, I I pay really close attention to the CDC's per- provisional death count um, data for all the states and and the U.S. in, in general. And I've been watching what's called the place of death data for a long time. It's where people die in the United States, no matter how they die. So you die at home, you die in a hospital in the ER, you die in a hospital inpatient, long-term care facility, all of those places. The CDC collects that data, you know, for decades, decades back, including this year. And what's really fascinating about this year is that we have seen a huge increase in deaths at home taking place at the person's home. Now, some people push back on that and say, well, yeah, because people spent more time at home, so we would expect that. But there hasn't been place of death displacement. We don't see more people dying at home and then other categories down that would suggest that it's displaced. And what's really fascinating, too, and this is true in the Illinois data as well, is that the the biggest increase has been among um, 15 to 44-year-olds. Wow. In place of in in home death. Yeah, Emma death Woodhouse. Thanks so much for joining yeah. the Liberty Hour. You are amazing. Go follow her at E Woodhouse Seven. You listening to the Liberty Hour? We'll be right back. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM five sixty. The answer. Everybody knows. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. I'm your host, John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. Um, we're still not feeling bad for him, George. You know, no, because he's, no. he's still in a warm place. Well, anybody watching our stream will notice that on the crawl we have, you know, DuPage, Aurora, Schomburg, Rockford, Romeoville. <laughs> One of the places on there is Naples, Florida. It's oh. currently listed at sixty-eight degrees. So no, there is no pity. You, for are Sean. you serious that you guys actually have? I don't. Yeah, see if you it. watch it long enough, it'll, it'll come up. Naples, Florida, is, along the top of the crawl. Is that for Dan and Sean? Dan and, and Sean, all? basically, and, and yeah, Amy just when the she two goes. of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just for oh. anybody who's curious. Oh my God! But you know, the the point that we didn't have enough time. The point that M was trying to make about staying at home was that the staying at home didn't wasn't needed, and it didn't help. Right? It didn't help. I mean, California's been locked down for eight straight months almost. Yeah. yeah. And they're they're. I saw this headline yesterday where California was being praised for having numbers that come down, <laughs> and I'm like, well, they've run out of people. Yeah. yeah. They've, they've run out of people to infect. Yeah. Like that, you you've you've hit herd immunity. You have to have in California or close to it at this point. Yeah. You've had so many people, but I wouldn't know much about that. I'm not a doctor. No, I'm not. But you know what? We do have a doctor on the line. Oh, no, we do. Yeah, Doctor David Kobaba, my good friend and buddy. Doctor Kobaba, <laughs> welcome to the Liberty Hour. Hey guys, glad to have you share uh, some <laughs> concepts here, guys. Hey, um, I just thinking based on just what a average intelligent person would think. We had our mayor uh, Lori Lightfoot tell us three to four days ago, in lieu of people being in private groups and spreading uh, this terrible infection, that we need to get out to the bars and restaurants um because there will be better control of that oh my god yeah i heard a, a pundit, a, but no i'm just saying but, but i heard i heard a, a, a pundit on the radio just yesterday saying that it's the public places that we gather that become spreading zones now for the average intelligent yeah. person who hears two people say different things that has been the thematic uh informational spreading that we've had that has confused the general population Correct. and COVID the, in the nutshell the, yeah yeah, and then second thing I want to mention, too, is that I think people are more intelligent 
um, than the uh, politicians think we are. And yeah. in general, I would just say, I'm just giving people an idea. I just say, use your common sense. And if that supersedes the wisdom that's coming out from science, because remember, it was science that told us not too many years ago that asbestos was safe, yeah. aluminum cookware was safe. Yeah. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I think we, instead, it of, instead, of, yeah, instead of vilifying them, and making them be our enemy because they don't know what they're doing because they really just don't know what they're doing. I'm just saying, what about just setting back, take a breath, using common sense yeah. and taking responsibility for you and your family? Yeah. But you know what, Dr. Kobaba, if, if there's been one silver lining that's come out of COVID, it's, the, it's that I believe people have now started paying closer attention to their health. Um, because yes. because I, think, I think COVID scared a lot of people because it, it, it affected you know, uh, you well, when you know, see things, people. Yeah, when you see things you've been diagnosed with on right. the uh, on the comorbidities on the list. list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah. and that's why I, that's why I love listening to your show when I'm when I'm driving in every Saturday uh, as well because I, I, I learn a lot about my health and what I'm not doing or what I should mm-hmm. be doing. And I think when people start seeing hey diabetes and hey um, uh, congestive heart failure and all these type of things, they say to themselves, "Wait a minute, I, I got to get healthy, right?" Sure. You know what's so neat, John and Guy, you know, is that the same comorbidities that make us susceptible to COVID are the same comorbidities that make us vulnerable to the side effects of the vaccine and the mm. deaths that we're seeing in Norway, which happen to be the same comorbidities that draw all diseases to us, John, just like you're saying. Isn't that interesting yeah. that really if you simplify it, I hate to say simplify it, but if you simplify it, get rid of the rhetoric and the bureaucratic mumbo jumbo stuff. Maybe each one of us as, as individuals can encourage the intelligence that mm. God's given yeah. that we can use you know, that, that judgment for ourselves. Yeah, I agree. Does that make sense? It makes, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, a ton of sense. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. David Kobaba, uh, thanks so much for calling. Your you show, bet, Your guys. show comes on every Saturday. I believe it's 11. Is it 11 to 12 or 10 to 12? Uh, 11. But this next Saturday, we're going to start at, we're going to do two-hour special on fats starting at 10 o'clock this Saturday. Thanks, guys. All right, right here on AM560 Answers, Dr. Kobaba. Thank you so much for joining us. You bet. Bye. Oh, that didn't go well. (laughs) But, but George, he's right, though. I think, I think when it, when it comes to, you know, I know when I, when I, because I'm, I'm borderline diabetes. Yeah. And when I saw that. It looked like it. (laughs) <laughs> well, now I do. <laughs> I didn't always look this way. You know, I was actually a... I used fan. to have a normal head. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as... Big. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> but when I saw that, I said to myself, I have to make some changes. Yeah. You know? And, and it's it's a shame, but, you know, crises tend to wake us up to certain truths that we maybe ignore. It's easy when everything's going smoothly, and you're getting up, you know, you're having your coffee and a donut, going to work. Sitting at a desk for a while, yeah. you know, coming home, uh, you know, maybe the kids got a recital or something like that. There's really nothing outside of your normal routine. Yeah. Um, but when that routine gets utterly broken, especially on a health basis, right? Yeah. This, is a, this is a pandemic. They were absolutely scaring the hell out of people yeah. uh, back in the spring. Um, with, but now let's with all projections go in. of six to eight percent mortality. Yeah. Two million people going to die. Uh, two million people are going to die by June. Yeah. Um, they didn't know. If you serve, if you serve Coke in a in a reusable glass, you are you are the devil. Do you remember when Lori Lightfoot does an audio clip of her walking down? Oh, I'm not putting on the mask. I don't think I have. To. I don't have to. It's like 
Put on the mask. Don't put on the mask. Put on the mask. Don't put on the mask. Well, now put yeah, on. you got Fauci sitting with people at a baseball yeah. game, and you got Lori Lightfoot getting her hair done, and you get the lady in Michigan. Uh, I can't even remember what the Whitmer. situation Whitmer. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, where she was. What was it? She was having dinner. You got Newsom yeah, in California Newsom. having dinner with yeah. people at a real nice place. Hey, the it, elitists do whatever they want to do. It doesn't matter whether or not you care yeah. what they say Correct. because they don't care what they say. So true. Intellectual dishonesty is the bread and butter of the despot. Of course. That's what that's true. So let's go to the, let's go back to the phone line. Sandra, thank you for calling Liberty yes, Hour. Uh, good evening. I would like to express yeah. that we are not paying attention to the most important people yeah. in this world. And that is the children yes. of um, not only our city, but other cities as well. Yes, I agree. They have been denied an education. I'd like to know why the public school system cannot get these teachers all vaccinated. Okay, I know it's happening over um, in Park Ridge at Maine South. All the teachers are going to get their first vaccine. Why can't they solve this problem? Now the Democrats are in. Go and call your friends over there. Mr. Biden, or I can't call him President Biden. Hey, no, the occupier, the occupier in the White House. Well, Whatever what is, what is you want to call him, but I will not put that. So get the teachers their first vaccines as soon as possible so that they get back to educate these children. Hey, Sandra, now, are, you, are, you, are you okay me. with, Sandra, hey, are you okay with if, if, the, if the teachers say, I, I don't want to take, because I'm not taking the vaccine. There's no way you can ever. I, I don't take the flu vaccine. Are you okay with those some, with those teachers saying I'm not taking that? You're not forcing that. I don't know what you don't even know what's in it. Okay. All right. Okay. If the teacher doesn't want to take it, okay, then you know what? You have a profession. Okay. You are there uh, for no. the children. All right. I was a teacher for CPS for 35 years. Uh-huh. I used to bring my own cleaning supplies because, you know, kids are not exactly. So I was in high school. Before they'd come, they'd have to clean their desk, okay? And I provided everything with my own money. Okay, but Sandra, I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking. No, wait, hold on. I'm asking, are you okay of, of forced vaccination? Because I'm not. You're I not think, they're not putting it in my I arm. think her point was that if you're going to complain about not having these teachers work, you should maybe put forth as the best effort to try to get them back. I you know, I like they, they basically take away all the excuses. Yeah. You I, know, and on that, I completely agree with her. I'm not taking a vaccination. Sandra, I thanks so much for calling the Liberty Hour. Yeah, I didn't get the impression she was trying to force vaccination. Oh, that's what I got. Okay. I, that's a Sean moment for me. That is a Sean you moment. You listen to the Liberty Hour. I'm John Perfect. Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, who's away smoking his cigars and making sure that there are no biting voters. He's he's actually probably still doing this show. He just doesn't have a microphone or an audience. He's just (laughs) yelling into the ether. (laughs) That's something I'll pay to watch. He's (laughs) expressing his anger at uh, the widening spread of socialism by just yelling at a (laughs) steering wheel. That's something I'll pay to watch. I can can see Sean doing that. I I have seen Sean do that. (laughs) You've seen him. I've seen him yelling at YouTube when he pulls up in his car before. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's quite fun, actually. Oh, my God. George, what is going on in Chicago? Um, crime? 
One hundred. Well, as Zing. of yesterday, as of yesterday, there were one hundred and sixty-six carjackings in the last month. Now this intrigues me, right? Because you'd expect petty theft when you when you have an economic downturn. You tend to see increases in petty theft. A lot of times, it has to do with you know incidents of drug use and people trying to get their fix and all that. But carjackings—that's yeah. a very specific yes. thing. It's a large ticket item that's hard to get rid of or hide and and apparently a lot of them are just joyriding yeah so what what's the specific you know what's the motivation for carjacking someone as opposed to stealing their purse or robbing their house yeah you know i as somebody who's who's, who was a former cop one of the things i would say and i know i'm probably is it that hard to get an uber in somebody's neighborhood exactly uber but they weren't they sticking up the Uber drivers? Uh, well, yeah, a couple a couple of the rideshare drivers I mean, have actually been ones that were carjacked. Yeah, so. come on. I mean, you, you you're not getting away from this. But no. I'll say this for your safety: if if you if you are in, you you do encounter that, I would say, hey, have the car. Yeah, you know, even if you 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 load it, you got a gun on you. Yeah, live to see the next day. Yeah, I mean, if you know, if you've got a kid in the back seat or something different, then it, yeah, it, each situation is going to be different. different. Yeah, but if but it's yeah, if you? it's if it's a matter of your car, you know, and if you're not if your car's not insured, that's on you. Go get insurance. You know, right? It, it's if it's a matter of a car, right? Any yeah. kind of physical property or your yeah. life, that's not a decision. So let's 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 connect this to what Sandra was saying about the schools. Yeah, you you think there's some correlation between the schools not being open and Kids having all this free time, or do you think this well, is a ring? This is somebody that that's doing this for. I've had some people them, who I them. can't mention who are inside various school districts uh, tell me very similar tales throughout a very, you know number of different districts, which is there are a lot of kids who just non-existent this year. Wow, some of them probably moved. There's yeah. a lot of people moving out of the state, a lot of people moving out of the city. So, but, okay, but, but, fair wait, enough. wait, wait. If they move, they still have to go and get their information from that school so they would know well, they moved. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe not. They might have just enrolled somewhere, and, and we're really laxing yeah. restrictions for everything. I mean, look that what we true. did for voting. That is true. So, um, <laughs> you know. The reason why the occupation chiefs. There. There's a certain number of people who have moved. There's a certain number of people who are maybe going to a parochial school or living at grandma's house in, in a different district so yeah. they can go, you know. Okay, so fair enough. But when you're approaching like 12, 14% of kids who have never logged on once in a couple of these districts. Yeah. 12 to 14%. One of these districts has 4,000 something kids. And you've wow. got and you got that many kids not showing up. I'm sorry, but there there are a lot of people who are who are just not engaged in school anymore. You're not going to get many of them back, George, especially at high school age. We have right now if we Man. continue at this clip of what we're doing 166 what's today the 24th and that was from yesterday, Saturday, my show. Barbara Lynn, the state's attorney from DuPage, yeah. uh, told Sheriff James Mendrick that it's it was at 166 yesterday, right? Yeah. If we continue at this pace, we'll have 2,000 plus for 2021. Carjackings. Yeah. That's more cops than there are uh, on duty in Chicago at any given time. I'm not going to Chicago because I don't want to. And, 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 you know. And it's not going to be limited to the city. For yeah. anybody who thinks it is, that's already happened in places like Oak Park. Bensonville, and, Park Ridge. Yeah, Bensonville. I think there was one in South Holland, Tinley, yeah. and stuff like that. So, so it's, it's, it's moving across yeah. Illinois. It's it. What it is is it's around expressways. Yeah. Well, that's that's the easiest Duh. way to get out, you know. Yeah. But I'm telling you, they. Where's the city? Are they putting together some some task force and and combating this? Because 
This has the potential to, to hey, really create some mayhem. Send in the social workers. Oh, that's right. Defund the police. Yeah. Now, 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 mind you, you know that these carjackings are happening at this pace. Right. Now, the bill that was the police bill that was just passed. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh man. What will happen in a year? It, well, Two years. July seventh. I mean, July is if Pritzker signs it, it doesn't take effect until July. Right. I want to see those numbers. If Prisca passes this bill as is right now, I think you're going to see Armageddon come upon Illinois in the in the, in the terms of, of of a lot of these young kids. Because guess what, the the penalties are now slaps on the hand for the for the actual lawbreaker yeah, for the police. They're they're career ending and 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 without recourse. So you're going to have a lot of cops retiring. You're going to have a lot of cops just stop engaging members of the public. They're doing it now because you're, you know, if if somebody's doing seventy five, you know, police officer right now might go, mm, okay, maybe I stop him, maybe them. I don't. If somebody's doing ninety, you know, that cop right now would be stopping him. Yeah, in a year, maybe no. not. No, I, maybe I, not. I, I think I think you're going to see, and and I feel so bad for the men and women out there who who love the job they do who are not bad apples who just love to go out feel sorry for the ones who are dependent on the on on a few more years and forget their pension that's right hey you're listening to the liberty hour i'm john anthony host of black and right heard every saturday to one to three i my heart hurts for the cops stay hey be safe out there guys we'll be right back You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Nice try, Sean. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Welcome back to The Liberty Hour. I'm your host, John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. Uh, he's now here, and I'm sure he really wanted to be here to really just, just have his say today because there's so much going on in the world. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, we gave him three minutes on the phone. So was it, was it was it only three minutes? No, I was. <laughs> it was close to the entire first segment. <laughs> All right. You can't contain Sean Thompson to three minutes. So even in a three minute segment, you can't. Why no. not? I mean, you could, but you there, there would be felonies involved. But you are Macbeth. Does he know that? Yeah. And have I ever told you why he calls me Macbeth? No. Please do tell. So a lot of the times on the show, sorry to break anybody's bubble, <laughs> right? Not that anybody cares, but a lot of times in the show, I say things that are that are sort of devil's advocate or oh. maybe not my opinion. Move the show along, kind of, you know, like you've been doing to me. Provide tonight. the opposite. No, I'm just trolling you. Um, but provide the opposite viewpoint a little bit, a little bit of argumentative, yeah. so it's not just a drone on. Yeah. And um, you know, I told Sean, I said, you know, I don't really want to be, you know, if it's not my opinion, I don't want to use my name. Yeah. So I figured he would call me like Joe. Or something, right? You know, Joe Plummer, Aaron. Yeah, give me, give me some stupid name. No, he, he starts calling me Macbeth. Oh boy! And I said, well, you know, now that first of all, it's stupid, and I'm allergic to stupid. I'm offended. Right? I'm offended. And so I said, well, why, why on earth would you call me Macbeth? And I assumed it was the red beard hairs. Oh, right. And what he told me was, well, I assumed you've killed hundreds of people to get to your current position. <laughs> now that was a that was a good enough response. Um. And it proved to me that Sean Thompson actually read Macbeth at some point, yeah. or at least yeah. watched the movie. Yeah. So that was impressive. Probably enough. watched the movie for a semi-illiterate person. Um, <laughs> that was quite impressive um, to hear that he had, had at least knowledge of the character in that book. So yeah, I was. I, yeah, I just went with this. Okay, I love you guys That's back fun. and forth, though. I love when you guys go back. And we have forth. genuine fun with this. Show. Yeah, and you, you sometimes you have you calm them down quickly too. Sometimes 
Uh, I I prefer that both of us keep our jobs. <laughs> there are times where I have to rein in a certain topic or something. Yeah. But yeah, that that's actually few and far between. <laughs> so you, you you remember how all of the the pontificators and the the journalists, or oh, well, so called pundits, pundits, and yeah. and 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 so called journalists and fake news people create lists about all the lies that. Oh, yeah, you know, like that. Well, guess yeah. what? The Federalists put together a really quick cheat sheet on here's the full list of every lie Joe Biden has told as president. Now, Joe Biden's only been president for three days. I know. And he's told a, a lot of lies. <laughs> he's told three and a lot half of days. Wait, 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 wait. Can I, OK, now this is this is perfect. This is I think this is a perfect time to play this audio. You mean like this lie right here? No matter how many times Donald Trump lies, he's never delivered on his promise for a big infrastructure plan. He told you in 17, I've got an infrastructure plan coming. Oh, God. And in 18, 19, and 20, he comes hasn't done a thing. He comes alive. It's right up there where they say he's going to protect pre-existing conditions. Just, he hasn't done a thing. What? So if he hasn't done a thing to protect pre-existing conditions, then you haven't done a thing in the last four <laughs> days because it was an executive order just like yours. Exactly. No, but he continues. This, and now here's, here's the one I think that, you know, if, if I was a union worker, uh. I'd be Look, yeah, let me be, be clear also. I'm not banning fracking in Come Pennsylvania on, or anywhere else. Period. And I can project, protect Pennsylvania jobs, period. Period. I mean, he put an exclamation point on that period. He put an exclamation no, to, point to on fair, period. To fair, it was just a period. Well, but, but the way he exclaimed it, though. I mean, I period. mean when, you, when you just use a period, if you're Joe Biden, you reserve the right to draw the remainder of a question mark. In right because no matter what you say, if you're Joe Biden, it after a couple of hours it means nothing. Yeah, it means absolutely nothing. And and people say, well, they're not banning fracking. Well, what they're well, doing is they're stopping new permits for federal right. land. Guess what? All of the private land that yep. can be used for fracking yep. is being used for fracking. Yeah. Federal land is where new contracts and new wells can be done. And if we don't stay ahead, we fall behind. It's that yeah. simple. But he said, period. That's oh, what, that's, that oh, was his campaign promise. You're right. I'm sorry. I take that, back that, everything that true that I just said. Promise, but then he came in right away. Keystone Pipe. Right. That's all gone. Yeah, gone. New permits gone. So he also made this claim that the federal government never acted with urgency to combat the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Senator John Cornyn, this is his reply. Joe, the campaign is over. Time to govern. Yeah. Here's the claim. He said, for the past year, we couldn't rely on the federal government to act with urgency and focus and coordination that we needed. And we have seen the tragic cost of that failure, Biden said. Um, yeah, I don't think so. So then John Cornyn says, fact, a series of bipartisan COVID-19 relief bills passed last year totaling, listen to this, more than four trillion, not a, not a, not billion, four trillion with a T. No, no, no. Maybe you didn't hear. He hasn't done a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's. That's one of Biden's lies, right? I, I personally disagree with about half of that spending. But yeah. you can't say that there was nothing done. Right. It's just a flatly false um, statement. One million people have been vac- vaccinated. Remember, they said that, that the vaccination wouldn't be ready until what? Um, After the election? April. Yeah, April 2021. Now, to be fair, the one that they were talking about, which is a more traditional sort of Johnson & Johnson type vaccine kind of thing you would get for your flu shot every year, yeah. that... Um, is still on that same track. They were able to push up the Moderna and the Pfizer mRNA but vaccine. what does it show you? 
Government, get the, you know what, out of the I way. I think it shows you that if you dump enough money at any disease, you can solve it quickly. Maybe we should try this every year. <laughs> we just pick a new disease. But I also think with all of the regulations, all the things with FDA and all they that. They cleared up a lot would, of red that, tape. That, guess what? It proves that the red tape is not needed. And America, wake up. proves that it's a problem. But how much of this comes down to just Joe Biden not being aware well, and yeah. just trusting what his people write down for him? Yeah. Well, and I'm not trying to I'm trying trying to make a, a joke about Biden. I'm honestly wondering. Yeah. Cuz nobody has the amount of time it takes to be as as informed as you need to be as president. On, on the break, can you find that clip where he's walking into the door and he somebody said he had an earpiece in his ear and said salute the marines. And he said it out loud. Salute the Marines. I will find that <laughs> oh, immediately. Oh, please sit, find that. Hey, you listen to the, the Liberty Hour. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Uh, we'll be right back. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. I'm your host, John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. I'm having a good time with my friend, my buddy. He goes by Macbeth on this show, but I call him Hoff Daddy. Uh, do you, What's uh, up, it's, guy? I, I, love, I love it when you're always in the, in the booth on my show because I, feel, I just feel so much at ease. Well, we've, we've, you know, yeah. full disclosure, we've known each other for yeah, quite a while. Yeah, quite a while. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, this, this goes back. Uh, we were actually, I think, introduced before... The host of the next show, who claims to have introduced us, introduced us. Oh, is that uh, Lombardo? Yeah, <laughs> you were uh, you were a guest on his show. We had met before that. Yeah, we did. We met before um, his show. And Dave still claims to have introduced. No, we us. met. We met way before that. But you know what? I really hope that I've done Sean Sean Thompson justice. You know, I'm not a. a, a, a you haven't yelled enough. Uh, well, you've been too intellectually consistent. <laughs> um, you haven't called any callers, morons. <laughs> You're really falling behind the curve here, John. Well, we got to work on this. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> so, you know, before the break, I, I wanted you to find that, that audio clip. Yeah, about, which I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can you roll that for us? So he's, he's walking up the Lincoln Memorial <laughs> Is it the steps. Lincoln Memorial? I think it's the Lincoln Memorial, judging by the columns. He's walking up the Lincoln Memorial steps, and uh, there's there's an honor guard on, along each side of the pathway, as you would normally have with the President of the United yeah. States. And um, they get up to the top, and you at first you think he might be talking to his wife, yeah, but he's not because no. he's he's mumbling a number of things to himself throughout, yes. Yes. and you can tell Jill tries to shut him up, right? So when he gets to the top, there are a couple of Marines that salute him, and uh, this is apparently him just regurgitating whatever he heard in his earpiece. <laughs> One more time. I mean, he's literally just just parroting. And you think that it's man? It's possible. It is possible. No. I will give him the benefit of nope, the doubt. None. It is possible. He gets no that benefit. he was that he was saying that to someone else. No. You know, but look, look I seriously he's looking doubt. Down. It. He's not looking at anybody else. Yeah, he's like looking at his hands. He's the only one that has to salute the Marines. Yeah. That that doesn't that responsibility doesn't fall on anybody else. What about he's, Kamala? Well, she wasn't. That was his wife next with him. Uh, I think it was six of them. It was well, all six of them. But they were further behind. Yes, he, she wasn't behind. They were actually. Them. They were actually had already gone oh, in. Oh yeah, the that's door. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So yes, he wasn't talking to, talking to her. No, I don't think he was even. He has an earpiece. He had an earpiece at the debate. Prove me wrong. I yeah. Who cares at this point? <laughs> yeah, we'll get. The, oh my God! Who the hell cares? <laughs> Peter Brick, Peter Griffin says it. Uh, uh, you know. I, I so. don't. But but George, you know, 
Um, I had a really good time. Yeah. Um, We're not I, done I, yet. We got, we got two minutes. We, got, we, got, we only got two minutes, but I, I want to get my spiel out before. I know I normally <laughs> don't get the spill, my in, in, the, in with the spill, you know? Go ahead and spill the beans. Yeah, but no, I, I really had a good time. Um, I like I like this 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 evening radio. It's it's a good slot. It's so much more comforting because you know the day's gone by. Yeah, you know I, I'm not driving at you know. The only downside of this slot is that we end up because it's Sunday night. We compete with the Academy Awards and every Monday, uh, Sunday night football game and whatever else happens. And the special events tend to happen on Sunday. Yeah, nights. well, but I, it is it is nice to do it at this hour. Well, I hope that all of you uh, Liberty Hour people will listen to me on Saturdays. Uh, one to three p.m. every Saturday. Uh, every, right sa- here. every Saturday, right? He here. also streams on uh, Facebook. Well, he's going to be. He's, you've been streaming on Facebook. Yeah. We'll see if Facebook continues to allow that. Oh well, yeah. Um, you know, because you have an opinion, yeah. therefore you must be silenced. Well, I'm building other. I'm trying to build the other platforms: Twitter, YouTube, right. Instagram, uh, other. You places. like to have options. I, you, you have well the way these these dictators and big tech. I'm so afraid yeah. of of big tech government. And media joining forces. I think I think that's going to be the fight of our lifetime. That is the upcoming. nuance that Orwell missed. Yes. It isn't the government yeah. that's going to do it. Because yeah. there are safeguards for the government. Correct. As flimsy as they are and as dependent as they are on the and will. And the Second Amendment is one on of the them. will of people. But yeah, but the, there is no such constitutional protection against who you choose to patronize with your money and time. That's right. But you know what? Hey, that's what I, that's one of the reasons why I fought so tooth and nail when I was state representative for the Second Amendment, because especially here in Illinois. And I think when you look at who I really want to see if Beto is going to become a part of this administration. Um, guys, I thank you so much. You guys have been awesome. Uh, Sean, thank you. George, thank you. All of the guests today. Thank you. You listen to the video. We'll be back. Holla, we out. I have to go home.